Columbine High School to King Supers, Colorado. Mass shootings have a long and painful history. In between the Aurora movie theater shootings and the attack at a Chuck E. Cheese pizza, the seventh mass shooting in seven days in America. It was Tuesday afternoon, a mile from where I'm staying in Boulder, Colorado. I heard sirens and started counting. I stopped counting at 30 police vehicles running fast at code three. Then I started counting the ambulances, seven. Then the helicopter life flights, three. Then the SWAT teams headed to a large grocery store in armored vehicles. 10 people died near where my wife and I were staying as her mother is about to die in hospice care. A 21-year-old man is now booked in jail, facing charges for killing the unfortunate Tuesday afternoon. His brother describing him as very antisocial. The world keeps looking darker. No easy fixes save one. Jesus is not just an answer, the answer. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And here on this Wednesday, we're in a series called The Journey to Jerusalem. Every step in the earthly ministry of Jesus brought him one step closer to Jerusalem. As I've been saying this week, Jesus had already been to that great city many times before, but we all know there was that one important week in which he would walk into the city of peace in order to make peace with God. And oh, how we need to hear that story in these days of unrest and pain. So stay with me as we learn why some people found it so shocking to hear Jesus call him his father. Why would they want to kill him? But in light of what happened this week in Boulder and last week in Atlanta, I think we need to hear a song that's filled with the groanings of our world and met by the hope only Jesus can bring. Let's worship together with Is He Worthy by Andrew Peterson. Do you feel the world is broken? We do. Do you feel the shadows deepen? Do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do. Do you wish that you could see it all made new? We do. Is all creation groaning? Is a new creation coming? It is. is the glory of the Lord to be the light within our midst? It is. is it good that we remind ourselves of this? Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah, who conquered the grave, he is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. Is he worthy? Is he worthy? 
of all blessing and honor and glory. Is he worthy of this? He is. Does the Father truly love us? Does the Spirit move among us? And is Jesus our Messiah? Hold forever those He loves. Does our God intend to dwell again with us? hear that song last week and this week and next week and every week. Yes, all of creation is groaning, but we know Jesus is coming soon. Is he worthy? Indeed he is. And that was from Andrew Peterson's Resurrection Letters, Volume 1. I'm Charles Morris, and you're listening to Haven Today. I recently asked Andrew Peterson if he could tell me how this moving song we just heard was written. And here's what he said. Uh, several years ago, we started attending uh, a church that uses uh, the liturgy. As a kid who didn't grow up with that kind of liturgy, mm-hmm. and as a word nerd who like loves poetry and uh, mm-hmm. and loves loves to kind of savor words, like showing up at a church like that where the liturgy is ancient and beautiful and mm-hmm. and you know so richly theological, I just love it. And so uh, anyway, it just got me thinking about a song where. Uh, instead of the worship leader standing at the front of the, the thing, just singing, trying to lead people in song, but asking questions that would engage the audience and have them affirm together mm-hmm. these truths that we believe. And so I had written the verses of the song, but I didn't have a chorus yet. And then I uh, read in Revelation 5, there is a question and answer that happens. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a moment where mm-hmm. it's like this rhetorical thing where a question is asked, and then the answer comes back, and then what you have 
is the truth being told, right? Mm -hmm. um, when they say, is anyone worthy to break the seal and open the scroll? Mm -hmm. And all of heaven cries out because no one can be found who is worthy. And mm -hmm. then Jesus steps into the scene and all of the elders, you know, they all sing his praises that, yes, he is worthy to open the scroll. It's just this beautiful, and it, to me, was the perfect perfect way to sum up the rest of the song. Um, and so I had no idea when I wrote it uh, just how broken the world would really feel mm. um, in mm. 2020, mm. and now for that matter. Yeah. Um, I think that I, uh, I'm i a pretty emotional person, you know, who tends toward melancholy. And so mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, I probably was thinking about the fact that, yes, I, I often look around and feel the weight of the brokenness of the world. But it, the meaning of that changed changed with 2020 i think you know in a, in a deeper way which if you the, the it's kind of like sin like the more you know your own brokenness the more you realize just how good jesus is for loving you mm. like the more we know the the depth of the brokenness of the world the more mm. glorious is the hope that we have in the resurrection and mm. the fact that he will make all things new andrew peterson talking about probably his most well-known song called is he worthy and I really want you to have the CD that this song, along with many others, is found on, called Resurrection Letters 1. As I've said before, this is the Easter album you need this year. The music is soul-stirring, as you just heard, and the deep lyrics tell the story of Christ's death and resurrection in a powerful way. So would you call us after this program? Would you make a gift to support this ministry? And make sure, though, you ask for Andrew Peterson's Resurrection Letters 1. And by the way, the version we have includes the prologue with five extra songs. The number you can call is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website and listen to samples from all the songs on the CD, and then you can make your gift there at haventoday.org. haventoday.org. Org. Last week, I woke up to my wife Janet reading from John 5 to her dying mother. The more I listened at 6.30 in the morning, the more I realized this was a theme I needed to understand more leading up to Easter. Understanding better my Father in heaven would help me live in light of the resurrection. To do it now, and to keep me ready for my own homegoing, as well as Christ's return. John five sixteen through 18. So, because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him, not only because he was breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father making himself equal with God. Shocking. These words I just shared from Boulder, Colorado, I heard last week as my wife shared them with her dying mother. A good Jew would never then, nor never now, consider calling Yahweh my father, as Jesus did. Sacrilege. They thought he was equating himself with the Almighty, which he could, since he was part of the Godhead, but then more shocking, in John 5.21, For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, 
that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Here's where I'm going with this second shock found in John chapter 5. As the born again, we are able to honor and call on God as our Father through God the Son. We honor both, not because we are a member of the Godhead, but because we are called into a very special relationship. I loved my earthly father, but we never had the relationship I would have liked, and he would have probably liked. It's kind of like the time we had the late President Ronald Reagan's son on this program. His father had been elected president. Both were professing Christians. And yet something had been eating away at the son for a very long time. It came to a head one day when both father and son were sitting by themselves there in the Oval Office. He said, Dad, do you love me? Why, yes, you know I love you. And then why have you never said, I love you? Ronald Reagan was stumped. He was from that generation like my own earthly father, when dads may have loved their children, but they never told them they loved them. That day in the Oval Office, Michael Reagan told his father, the President of the United States, I am not leaving this office until you say I love you. There was a very long pause. Ronald Reagan slowly walked around the Resolute desk with tears in his eyes. His voice was breaking as he embraced his grown son and said, Michael, I love you, as he embraced his son. Oh, I wish I had done the same with my earthly father before he died. Having heard that story firsthand, I made sure with not just my daughter, but with both my sons. I walked to each of them the next time I saw them, wrapped my arms around them, and said, I love you. Well, as Easter approaches again, as we make this journey to Jerusalem with Jesus, I'm hearing my heavenly Father speaking to me through his Son, and he says, I love you. With my heavenly Father, the story is so different. It reminds me of a few years back. It was a day of prayer one summer in Vancouver. It was a day when our Internet programmer was with my wife and me. He wasn't married yet. The leader of that day of prayer spoke of our relationship with our Father through Jesus. Our programmer sensed a relationship that he had with his heavenly Father that he had never had with his earthly Father. His parent would send him off to do a job, but never help. He would go back and ask for help, and his father would only send him back alone to accomplish the assignment. What an eye-opener that day for him, as well as for me, relating to our Heavenly Father. Our relationship can become so special as we commune with God our Father. By means of the Son, as well as the Spirit, we are never left alone for a task by ourselves. Our Father says through His Son, Jesus, I love you. I'll never leave you. You're listening to Haven Today, and you're in a series with me called The Journey to Jerusalem. Easter is coming in less than two weeks. I've said it before, but every year I try personally to read through all the Bible. And this year, this spring, 
leading up to Resurrection Sunday, I am ever so slowly reading through John's Gospel. This year, I've found myself underlining the word believe to understand his love for me even more, even deeper. One word has taken on a more profound meaning in my heart. Did you know that Greek word pistuo that we translate believe shows up all through the Bible and helps show the Father's love for us? But it really shows up in John at least 90 times, 40 times in Acts. I've been underlining that word in my study Bible. When the religious leaders arrested Peter and John for preaching the gospel, Scripture says many who heard their message believed, Acts 4.4. The Ethiopian eunuch told Philip, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, Acts 8.37. That word believe literally means to be convinced of something or to give credence to. But the meaning doesn't just end there. And shouldn't, for any of us to understand his love for us, read John slowly. Read the word believe, and something else becomes more clear. Life-changing belief is more than just accepting the historical fact of Christ dying for our sins and rising from the grave on the first day of that first Easter. There is another word, though, that shows up often after pistuo. And it's the Greek word ace. Two words keep showing up together. Pestuo, ace. Two words that literally mean believe in two. John 6.40. Jesus teaching just before he says, I am the bread of life. Just before that, he had fed the thousands, turning a few fish and loaves of bread into baskets full of food. He wasn't just feeding their hunger. He was preaching the gospel, how to be forgiven of your sins, how to receive the Father's love. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in, pestuo ace, believes into him, shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. In order to find this eternal life, resurrection life given to you and me this Easter, You have to believe into Jesus. This is more than knowledge. This is trust. You can't add anything on your own to become a follower of Christ other than to believe into. Our human natures, even as Christians, want to add more. We want to add things that we can do, perform acts on our own to accompany our salvation. Grace plus, it has been described, doing good deeds to some of us paying penance. Yes, Christ died for you. That is a fact. Christ rose from the dead. Yes, that is a fact. But to know and trust Christ Jesus, to hear him say, I love you, to sense his loving arms embracing you with all his all-encompassing love for you, you have to believe in two. Evangelicals, are often taught to just pray this prayer. Just say these words after me. Parrot what someone else tells you to say. Others in Christendom are taught to just say a creed or know the answer to a catechism question based on Scripture. But if we really want to make sure we are saved, 
to work out our salvation with trembling and fear, as Paul would later describe it. We must believe in two Jesus, Pesuo Ace. We plead for his forgiveness of our sins by believing in two Jesus. May the Spirit of the living Christ be with us this day and lead each of us into knowing, lasting, eternal faith. That is resurrection life, resurrection living. And it starts once upon a time, but it keeps on until he calls us home. Because no matter what pain or suffering you might experience in this lifetime, if you are trusting, if you are believing into Christ alone, by faith alone, you know that in the end, you will rise up. Every stone that makes you stumble and cuts you when you fall. Every serpent here that strikes your heel to curse you when you crawl. The King of Love one day will crush them all And every sad seduction And every clever lie Every word that woos and wounds The pilgrim children of the sky The King of Love will break them by and by And you will rise up in the end up in the end I know the night is cruel but the day is coming soon when you'll rise up in the end If a thief had come to plunder children were alone If you ravaged every daughter and murdered every son Would not the father see this? Would not his anger burn? Would he not repay the tyrant in the day of his return? But wait, await the day of his return Cause he will rise up in the Song of Resurrection 
both about Christ's and ours as Christians. That's Rise Up from Andrew Peterson's Resurrection Letters 1. And I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today and a program called The Journey to Jerusalem. I said it when we started, but I'm going to say it again. You need Andrew Peterson's Resurrection Letters 1 and the bonus prologue that the special deluxe version we have contains. This is a concept album leading you on a journey of Jesus from the cross to the first moments of his resurrection. You'll feel the lament of the disciples as he is laid in the tomb, and you'll feel and sense their joy as they saw him alive once again. All of the music on this album, along with the lyrics, are uniquely and skillfully recorded to remind us that he is worthy of our praise. I know it'll move you to worship. I want you to have this special deluxe version of Resurrection Letters 1 that includes five extra songs from his prologue EP that Andrew Peterson performs. Our number to call and make a gift is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Contact us right now, today, so we can send it to you by Easter to enjoy and to worship with. Or visit our website and listen to samples from all the songs on this deluxe CD. And then make your gift at haventoday.org. haventoday.org. And don't forget to check out the full-length interview that we have with Andrew Peterson on our new podcast called Great Stories with Charles Morris. You can find it on your favorite podcast player or listen at haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to meet up again and we'll share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. King David was many things, a warrior, a military genius, but also a poet and a musician. And more than any other Old Testament king, David foreshadows the coming, the coming Messiah. While David was a good king, Jesus was perfect. David fell morally, but Jesus was without fault. And yet, despite all the things that David achieved, he knew he was in desperate need of God's grace. He wrote, O Lord, you have examined my heart. You know everything about me. And taking that posture ourselves before God every day makes a difference in our walk with him. Spend more time with Jesus. With Anchor Devotional, visit GetAnchor.com.